Here it is, another episode of Infinite Banter. I'm Mark Jolliffe. I've got a big show. We're going to talk about AEW, Double or Nothing. It premiered on Saturday night in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Such a massive debut, massive showing that I have two of my guys to talk about it. Lloyd Landicho is going to talk about it. He's a big independent wrestling fan. I watched it with him on Saturday night. And my friend Mario Bernal, who works for Telemundo, he went out to Las Vegas. He saw it live and in person. And I'm going to have him to come on to talk about what he saw and what the vibe was like. So if you're into AEW, if you're into wrestling, if you want to know what happened, this is an entire AEW breakdown show. As always, you can listen to the podcast on podcast.com, Mixcloud, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Blueberry, just got added to CastBox. Follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter or myself, DJ Soundwave75, Instagram, DJ Soundwave75, on Facebook at Infinite Banter. Before we talk some wrestling, show never starts until you hear DMC say this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. All right, checking out Infinite Banter, Mark Jolliffe here, and I want to talk about AEW, Double or Nothing, last night, and I watched it with my guy. He introduces me to this independent wrestling scene, really getting me into it. My guy, Lloyd Landicho, is on the phone with me. What's going on, Lloyd? Hey, Mark, thanks for having me, man. It was a great show last night. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, yeah, thanks for inviting me And the Church's Chicken, first time since, like, the 80s, since you and I said we had Church's Chicken. (laughs) I don't know if that's a Chicago thing or not, you know, Church's Chicken, but it's good. Yeah, I definitely think it might be. And um, I, it just felt very retro having that. And you know what? It's still as good as I remember it. <laughs> it was it was an unofficial sponsor of the AEW Double or Nothing last night at the uh, at the Lloyd House. <laughs> let's let's just get into it. The uh, the pre show started, and that battle royal was called the Casino Battle Royal, and it was won by Hangman Adam Page. What what were your thoughts on that battle royal? And uh, it was pretty cool seeing Ty Dillinger, who's now known as Sean Spears. Am I getting his name right? And, uh, yeah, Sean Spears, going by his actual name. What I really thought was cool about it was um, they took a different take on the Battle Royale by having them come out in groups of five. Added a little bit more chaos from the very start. And yeah, knowing Sean Spears or Ty Dillinger was going to be there, I was like, "There's he's got to come out of 10. <laughs> right. He's got to come out of 10. And the pop that he got, like I haven't heard a pop for Ty Dillinger like that in a, a long time. Not since and NXT, for sure. Not since NXT, definitely. And th- those few minutes that he was there, I thought, wow, they, they really booked him well when you compare it to his, his years in, in WWE. He's a great talent. I wish he, he actually had done more with him when, when he was back in WWE, but I'm very happy for him that he's finally going to get more exposure. And I'm ho- I mean, it seems like he will. So... Well, I guess we'll know more come October. Yeah, Ty just seems like he's another one of those guys that was built up in NXT, had a nice uh, run going for himself, and as soon as they put him on the main roster, he just got lost in the shuffle like everybody else, and you almost forgot he was even on the roster because he was almost never used except for like on the uh, the Royal Rumbles when you come out at 10 two years in a row. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it felt like with you know with this, this Battle Royale, it's a great way to introduce – a lot of people to new names. Um, may I keep up with some of the independent uh, 
federations and even some of the guys that showed up here were new to me like luchasaurus i've never seen i love that guy and, that guy was my favorite and, throughout the whole thing <laughs> oh my god he was, <laughs> he's a monster and he had the mask to prove it yeah totally and definitely stood out great seeing guys like billy gunn tommy dreamer all the all the old school guys come out there glacier your boy sub-zero <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's still got some moves there. So, and what was his name? Uh, Jimmy Havoc, the guy with the staple gun, who I said looked like he worked at Hot Topic. Yes, yes, Jimmy Havoc. So, look out for him. He's definitely gonna be someone to someone that they're gonna focus on. Yeah, he stapled um, Tommy Dreamer right in his area. I think he was giving him yeah. a live vasectomy on <laughs> the pay per view. <laughs> It's like a passing of the torch, right? Right. <laughs> in terms of hardcore and, and violence. And so. I can't forget, Dreamer wore Dusty Rhodes pants. They had the big yellow polka dots on them. So I'm sure well, that was obviously a big reference to Dusty. So that was pretty cool seeing him wear those. I love that homage. Um, and yeah, obviously later on with the Cody and uh, Dustin match, that's going to carry over to that. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. I, right. That and, match. Please. And then you were telling me, I didn't know that Luke Perry's son is... Uh, Jungle Boy. I had no idea that that was his kid. Yeah, Jungle Boy. You can, you can really see it. He's, he even has his, uh, his sideburns. See? Uh, <laughs> and they were at the Peach Pit before. So they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, I mean, I've heard, I've heard of him. I, this is really the first time I saw him in, in action. He looked pretty impressive. Uh, hopefully, we get to see more of him, too. Right, and I liked uh, MJF. He's probably my new favorite heel. Uh, he was in the match as well. <laughs> really good heel work by him later on in the evening. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good way to start it. Like you said, integrals of five coming in. It wasn't just like one guy every couple minutes. It was five come in, and then it just added to the chaos. And there were some really cool spots in that match. A good way to get people excited and order the pay-per-view if they, they were still on the fence about it. Right. And then you had the uh, Kip Sabian match versus uh, Sammy, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Huvera? Guevara. Sammy Guevara. The one thing that really stood out for me was it was towards the end when Sammy was setting up uh, Kip for that for a suplex towards the outside, like over over the, the top rope. They, he suplexes him onto the apron, and then Kip suplexes him outside of the ring. They both land. Then Sammy follows up with a final suplex onto the mat. I mean, that was just, that was insane. It was like a, a triple chain suplex. That was yeah. That was, was that the one I called the slinky suplex. Was that when they were doing the, slink, the... the slinky suplex? <laughs> I, exactly. I, I think you should you should coin that now. That maybe you should reach out to Sammy or or Kip or Jr. Or Jr. A slinky yeah, suplex. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> It's total slinky. <laughs> By the way, before we go yeah. further, I, I got to admit, JR, hearing JR do some of this was great. Just even if he was kind of lost at times and you could tell he wasn't sure who mm-hmm. was who, uh, and he even was lost at one period where he didn't even know what the next segment was. But all that being said, just to hear his voice, it, it really brought some authenticity to this. It did. And it just, it brought back that you, you get really nostalgic. You know, it's like you're sitting down there in the 90s watching, watching wrestling. Right, and Kip Sabian, um, and I, I, he won me over. I thought he was pretty good. He, yeah, he's definitely good. Uh, I think a finisher that he did. It's called uh, the Deathly Hallows. So apparently, he's a big Harry Potter fan. 
Oh, is that what that is? Sam, I'm, I'm oblivious to Harry Potter, so I don't know. That's what that is. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you mentioned uh, with JR, and just a commentary overall. I really like the, the storytelling it gave. It's almost like um, there's not a lot of trash talking banter between the commentary. They're almost treating it like a sport sport, right? Yeah, that's a good point because <laughs> I couldn't. Entertainment. Yeah, I couldn't tell if there was like a heel and a face broadcaster it felt like it was just two or three guys talking about what they're seeing and just telling us the audience what we were watching and there wasn't really one guy was partial to another so yeah you're right that, i didn't catch that but it's a good point yeah they break it down to yeah to what's happening they give enough info for for the guys that are wrestling and then um i love it when they break down how a guy would be feeling if the guy's working his leg you know what what part of the body is being affected it's almost like a, you're getting a little kinesiology lesson there while you're watching <laughs> i was just remember one talking about the medulla or i forgot what it was but like okay i'm gonna have to look this up see what part of <laughs> it was like gorilla monsoon he's pulling out like the big you know uh, medical terms or whatever on exactly you. <laughs> exactly another match which was which was really good and it was following this one was socal uncensored and they beat the strong hearts and that match there were a couple times where it was a little weird but it, there were some really cool maneuvers and uh, the the one guy I think his, his name is Scorpion. Am I saying his Scorpio? He was yeah, really Scorpio guy. He was really cool. Yeah. I liked watching him. The match was pretty fun to watch. It, it was a little clunky at times, but it was very entertaining. Yeah, definitely. I, what I did like about this particular match is there was no one team that looked stronger than the other. There was a lot of good back and forth. Um, I know that SoCal had worked with Stronghearts before in China. Uh, I think it's called OWE, and that's the reason why they brought them into the to Double or Nothing. They really wanted to showcase these guys that no one's probably ever seen here in the U.S. And um, yeah, even though SoCal won, I think they did a good job pushing over uh, the Stronghearts. Yeah, nobody looked weak in that match. I think regardless of who won the match, both teams came out looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And since they are based in China, I'm I'm wondering how often they would bring them in once the TV show begins. If it's going to be more like special events or just curious because they are bringing in so much talent from different parts of the world. You have a few coming from the UK, like Jimmy Havoc. Um, and yeah, you got the guys coming in from, from China. So that should be interesting. Maybe yeah. we'll see some some more international shows as part of the regular tapings. Who knows? Yeah, I was wondering when I was watching it, I'm like, are a lot of these guys and women, are they going to be one-offs? Or is this going to be something we can expect pretty often where they're going to be part of their roster all the time? I'm guessing they're still kind of working some of that out as they go, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The next match, this is where you had the first surprise of the night. You had Britt Baker, Kylie Ray, and Nyla Rose in a triple threat. And at first you thought yeah. Brandy might get into the ring because she came out in some ring gear, but she said she wanted the match to be awesome. and Awesome. Awesome Kong. <laughs> We're like, oh, I wonder who that is. So, yeah, Awesome Kong came out. She totally, sw- well, Brandy totally swerved us. I thought she was going to insert herself and kind of like pull a Stephanie McMahon there. Right. <laughs> We'll talk about it later. She did do one move later on in a match unrelated to this one. She did get involved uh, physically later on in the night. But, yeah, in this match, uh, this was a good one. I mean, you and I saw Kylie Ray at, at, at Rise a couple months back mm-hmm. and Britt Baker. and So I'm aware of them. And, of course, Awesome Kong's a legend. Um, really good match. I mean, uh, 
Kylie showed well. Britt Baker, everybody looked good in this match. Awesome Kong looked like she still has it. With, with Kylie too, I was you get when she came out there and everyone just exploded. You could see how um, she got really emotional. She was she was almost in tears right before she even got into the ring. I don't know if you. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she definitely was. And she's an emotional person. She's always got the happy, smiley face, but you could tell she was taken in the moment a little bit. Yeah, I was really, really happy for her. Great seeing her making it a big time. That match, I thought at first there was going to be a lot of uh, imbalance after they introduced Awesome Kong because they have two monsters, Kong and um, and Nyla. But in the end, they did, I guess they they figured it out where it's like, okay, it's really going to be between Brit and um, and Kylie. Right. So they did that spot outside where Nyla pretty much spears Awesome Kong into the into the stairs. Right. And knocking them both out and leaving leaving Kylie and um and Britt to finish off the match. Yeah, you could tell that the I think the long term plans are probably more in the Kylie Britt Baker. You know, they're they're who they're yeah. gonna probably lean on more for this company. But for now, just to get the big excitement and put the name factor into it, Awesome Kong's there. You got uh, yeah, Rose is big, but uh, right. I, I like you said. Eventually, it got to the point where they took the two that they're probably going to be long-term competitors for AEW, and they were the ones who actually were in the match at the end. And Britt Baker ended up winning it uh, with that move, which kind of I was a little worried. I was I wasn't sure if it was botched or not. It looked kind of weird, but it looked like a jackhammer kind of deal, and uh, she was able to pin Kylie. That that was a little scary. It, it looked like I mean it was a brain buster, but there was a point where it kind of slipped, and luckily. You know, she she caught it on time. Right, and everybody's okay. As far <laughs> yeah, as we know, everybody's okay. So that that was that was a relief. I was wondering if uh, Brandy at this point, since Brandy brought an awesome Kong, will she be basically managing her later? Oh, that's Is a that good. Gonna be yeah, right yeah. That's a good point. For, they really yeah. set up a lot of stuff here, and I I think they really got people interested in what comes up next. And that's really the whole yeah. point. I, not just like, okay, it was a great show and it was a good way to spend your four hours. I'm now wondering what are they going to do next? When's the next event? How are they going to do this every week? Because what I really liked about this show last night is that he really focused on, it was nothing revolutionary. They weren't doing anything crazy with like camera angles or crazy promos or backstage stuff. It was just strictly, if you like wrestling, you're in for it. This is, this is what you're getting. There's nothing, there's no tricks here. They weren't trying to pull something on you that, you know, with like some gimmick or something. It was just straight up mm-hmm. wrestling. Straightforward wrestling. A lot of the stories are are being told and it unfolds in the ring because the thing about this, it's their first show. Some of these, uh, some of the talent is new to a lot of the viewers, right? Oh yeah. I mean, like it's, I was saying before, I maybe knew seven or eight people, but for the most part, I didn't know like the next, like the next match, best friends. I never heard of these guys and I thought they yeah. were hilarious. Oh yeah. So it's like, even though, you know, these guys are completely new, um, they managed to present it so that you'll, you know, you, you instantly get behind some and you know who to, who to, uh, boo for. And it, you, you actually get, uh, involved with it right without without the setup and it's amazing how you can how they can pull that off by just having just having a good match right just having there's no promos there was no vignettes or something like i didn't know going into it who these people were and i just watched like oh i'm a fan of the best friends now i don't know why other than i liked what they did (laughs) (laughs) and it was really fun to watch (laughs) yeah they they have a lot of charisma i i I like um yeah chucky t and trent brada there um, yeah, and they beat uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. By the way, that was the next match after the the four the four way match. 
Right, right. And those those two are completely new to me on Helico and Jack Evans. I, I looked them up a bit. They're from South Africa. Okay. Um, I thought the one guy looked like Jason Mewes from Jay and Silent Bob yeah. fame. I, I really thought <laughs> yeah. it was that same dude. And he was the guy with the shorts. <laughs> right. I can't wait for him to say snoochie boochies and do some sort of finisher or something. But uh, that was a fun match, too. They had some good high spots. I mean, there was a lot of athleticism with those two teams. They did. They did. And um, I thought, well, what we were talking about camera work, camera work earlier uh, when Best Friends did the hug. When they, fi- they finally did the hug, because the first time uh, both Angelico and Jack Evans stopped it. But when they finally did... They did that Okada Zuma right before Okada's about to do the Rainmaker, making it ultra dramatic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the finish was was pretty good. Uh, their their outfits, Jack Evans and Angelico, distracted me throughout the match, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was windy. But I had to. I was tempted to turn down the brightness on my. Yeah, screen. it was like very green. It looked like it would glow in the dark. It was like it looked like predator blood or something. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. They looked like uh, like a can of monster. I don't know. It was just, yeah. It was, you're right. It was very green, very bright. But they stood out, and uh, it, it was pretty. It was a pretty fun out. match. But the thing about this match is that finish. The the lights out. Remember, do you remember that? The lights go out, and then oh, that's right. Yeah, the masked guys yeah. came in. Though I don't know what they're called. Out. They look like they're wearing giant machine masks. Right. And um, <laughs> you had some guy that looked like Kratos. Or, and I'm like, who are these guys? It was, actually, it was him and one, one big guy. Lights go out again, and suddenly you have a lot of masked guys surrounding the ring. It was who crazy. Then? And then there was, I, I don't know if this is going to be like a new heel faction where they just kind of come in, the lights come out, they wreck havoc, and then the lights go off, and then they disappear. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of intrigue with who these guys are, what's going to happen with them going forward. With these guys, they look like they're going to be the type of team that uses a lot of mind games, their team was kind of moving at the end. I don't know if you, you noticed that word. Yeah. Slinking like, around. It reminds me of the like reptile from, from Mortal Kombat. Who oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's uh, great. Yeah, they have enough people to make a good lumberjack match, their own lumberjacks. And I couldn't even count how many there were. It seemed like there's only like three or four at first, and it ended up at the end when they all kind of did like a big group thing. It looked like there's about mm-hmm. twelve to fifteen of them. So I could see, I could see them constantly growing. Right. As they, as they, <laughs> as they make their appearances, you know, suddenly you're you're gonna have a situation like V for Vendetta, and everyone's wearing these. Oh masks. man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, the next match. This was the one that was probably probably the weirdest, but is was pretty fun to watch as well, was this six-woman tag match. Aja Kong was in it, another Kong showing up, and another legendary Kong. Sheeta was the one I was familiar with, and mm-hmm. she ended up getting the pin. And there was a weird spot where it looked like she was pinned only because the bell rang, but the ref didn't do the three counts. So it was, there was kind of an awkwardness there. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what the timekeeper was watching. Yeah, did she uh, had bell finger there because that was the oddest finish and it, it was weird because the bell rang the music played for about a split second and luckily they did they did restart everything when um the ref raised their hands for two pretty much wrapped up about i would say 10 seconds after that happened from my from what i could recall about 10 or 15 seconds after the the weird botch um right timekeeper but overall i mean i thought it was a very fast-paced match and 
I know you were talking about like who's who's legal at this point. <laughs> no, it it seemed like a lot of the tag matches. It did seem like there were the rules were kind of loose. <laughs> like it wasn't really yeah. double teaming. Seemed like it was happening more than tags were, and that, and that kind of goes throughout. But this match especially, yeah, there was a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of back was... and forth, and I don't know who was who, and you know there was a there was a point where it looked like Aja Kong was sort of being held out from coming in and you know causing havoc and not really trying too hard but it's interesting I, I guess if this is just what it is I'll just be used to it and not have to worry about rules and such but I I think they might have to explain that a little bit better for those of us who are new to it and don't know that they don't have like hardcore rules about the tag matches I think they're really being more more flexible to you know to really utilize tag team moves and that's that's the thing that stood out I mean you got to bring these guys in and they're going to use their tag team moves uh, the triple tag team moves, which are pretty impressive, and I think that's w- what makes a tag team match feel like a tag team match when you have the teams actually pulling off uh, their tandem move sets. Oh yeah, and we'll talk about that too when we get to the Young Bucks match because there's a lot of of that going on in that one. And same thing at times I didn't know who was legal, but I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like, wow, and even. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, you, you know, we can just go to we just go to we'll skip ahead a little bit. We'll just go to that match because that match I think that was the match of the night for sure. I mean, those those two teams put on a show. I mean, that was one of the greatest matches I've seen in a long time. Definitely of the tag variety for sure. Yeah, definitely coming into that, you can tell the the crowd loved them both. You have uh, the Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, both have equal support, um, and I love the beginning where. They everybody was chanting tag team wrestling, and even and the announcers were saying like, "This is tag team wrestling at its best." You know, they're trying. They're basically telling me as as a viewer, like, "Hey, you 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 haven't really seen tag team wrestling yet because this is what we're doing, and this is different and revolutionary compared to the stuff you're seeing anywhere else." So big yeah. up to the, to that match, Young Bucks. I never seen them wrestle before. I know who they are. I'm familiar with them as far as like you know how big they are and how big of a deal they are, but I've never actually watched them. And uh, man, that was awesome. And they had the elf, the flying Elvis outfits on, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely um, you saw one of the best matches that they they had. Uh, and leading up to this, so they they base they have the triple A or the triple A tag team championship belts from uh, from Mexico. Um, they won it from the Lucha Brothers. I don't remember what if it was like a few months ago or a few weeks ago. That should be available on YouTube, but. Oh okay. I, I, yeah, you should be able to look that one. Look that up when they they won it from the Lucha Brothers. There is so much with the Blood Brothers match. I guess you could call it. Um, first, Cody comes out. He takes a sledgehammer handed to him by Brandy, and he smashes the throne. That's obviously you know Triple H. Triple H. Triple H. His throne. Although I will think of this. I do think it was a little misguided only because I think Triple H actually would do this kind of wrestling if he was allowed to. Is it, is it, to I me, think- essentially, this is what NXT is to a point, and, you know, he has no control once it gets to, you know, the main roster. He, he, he doesn't really – I don't know. I'm just as – as a fan, it feels like he, he can't do what he really wants to do. So I feel like it's, it should be more towards Vince, but Triple H is the, the, the figurehead, so we're going we're gonna <laughs> to use him. I think so, and plus – yeah, the sledgehammer, you know, that's symbolic. So right. <laughs> something that they can they can use. It's pretty um, cool seeing them smashing that gold throne and the uh, that what's that symbol that I, I don't know what it, that, the, the the iron cross symbol. Right. I think this is definitely drawing the line now, making it official. Okay, there's there's gonna be a new a new war. So yeah, I, I feel like that's what they used that that spot for. 
And the uh, the match itself, when when Dustin comes out, he's got the half face paint in red and black. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a Darth Maul or something. And then him and Cody Red are going Dustin. at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and <Red> that <laughs> that match was really good, and it got bloody and nasty pretty quick. And we were, we were talking last night, we were watching it. So Brandy does a spear to, to Dustin on the yes. outside, and then they kind of cut away and some stuff's going on. And is that when he got cut? Are you saying he got cut on? There's a part where the turnbuckle was r- removed, and you think that's where Dustin cut his head? Yeah, when uh, when Cody removed that middle turnbuckle and pretty much slammed Dusty onto it. Storyline-wise, I, I think that's where it was supposed to have happened. But it, when you start a replay after with Brandy spearing uh, Dustin outside of the, the ring, you kind of see Dustin, you know, touch, touching his forehead. Almost oh, like, okay. I don't know if he was, he, was, he was blading himself at that point. It's very reminiscent of old Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes NWA matches. It got so bloody... At first, I thought, well, did he just add more? Because at one point, he was gushing out like a faucet. Yeah, it the, was nonstop. I couldn't tell if it was coming from his nose, from his head, <laughs> his whole face. He looked like something out of The Descent or Carrie yeah. in movies that I've seen in the past where someone's just covered in blood. And yeah, he was just, it was just a mess. That ring looked disgusting. And I was joking, like, I don't know how they're going to clean this thing. Fabuloso is not going to do enough. They can't. It's not enough to take care of that ring. There's. I think even your wife was like, "Oh my god, this is. How are they going to do this?" Yeah, when she saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, what are they doing?" Of course, that's when she walks in. By the way, right? She didn't watch anything else. She just walked in like, "What the heck?" It was that that she walked in on, and when um a, a few seconds later, Dustin pulls down Cody's. Oh pants. yeah. Oh my god, I forgot and about belt that. Some, some right there with Cody's own belt. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in trouble when not only are you getting spanked, but it's your belt that's getting <laughs> that's giving you the spanking. So uh the older brother definitely took it to Cody there. <laughs> I think Dustin got it worse though with the blood. I, I would say he I'll take the spanking over, you know, the big blood gushing face that uh, Dustin ended up with. Yeah, I was really impressed that he managed to keep going because I was worried that he would pass out. I was like, this is a lot of blood. He's losing. Yeah. I mean, they wrestled for, (laughs) I I, maybe it was only maybe like 10, 15 minutes, but it felt like the entire match almost. And I I don't know how he can see. I didn't know how he was able to do anything, but yeah, the match kept going and you really didn't see it play into any kind of uh, issue. Like it seemed like everything was fine and it almost added to it too. It's like, wow, is Dustin going to be able to continue? And he did. And it mm-hmm. was an amazing match. And then of course, at the end, uh, Cody basically says, hey, we're brothers. I need you, not just a partner. I need I need my brother. And they're going to take on the Young Bucks at the next event. So that was a pretty cool moment. The crowd was, I think people were crying. Wasn't it, what's his name? One of the commentators, didn't he like wipe his oh, tears yeah. under his mask? Ex- Excalibur. Right. Uh, you, see, you see him kind of like lift his mask and... <laughs> but the tears. I loved how uh, his story storytelling. I thought that match really was a great example of uh, the storytelling that they were doing with with all the other matches in AEW. Because it's it started off where I mean, my wife, like without having much of a background, when she saw Cody win, she was booing just because, well, hey, he just beat up his brother who was all bloody. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Her first reaction was like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> But right. then, you know, in the end, yeah, yeah, it's sibling rivalry, you know, they hurt each other, and in the end, they're brothers, and they're going to respect each other. 
We can get corny now. Dad, blood is thicker than water, right? Blood is thicker than water. That's what my dad said. And I'm like, yeah, literally, because that blood <laughs> dripping everywhere. I mean, that the rain, the mat was just it was covered. It looked like yeah, it looked like a forensic scene or something. Like I don't know how how they even continue because they had two more matches. And actually, before the two matches they had after that, Bret Hart came out and they're introducing the new belt. And I I guess they put some sort of like carpet over it for a little bit <laughs> to sort of cover yeah. it at first. And then uh, I, I didn't, did, was, Bret Hart is, I guess he's officially part of AEW or at least one night he was. I mean, that was a complete shocker when he comes out. I was like, what? That wasn't one of you know, yeah. all the rumors that leading up to, to double or nothing that came out of nowhere. Nobody um, saw that coming. And then I even liked when MJF came out, he had some really good jabs at Bret Hart and he said, Oh, a fans coming. Watch out. You know, he, he really, <laughs> he really led into him. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love the MJF's uh, promos. Uh, you could tell he's just definitely um, great with improv. He's a star. He jumped, I, he's definitely going to be a, a big time heel coming out of this. Yeah, he jumped from one person to another. Yeah, he was making fun of Bret Hart. He was making fun of um, Hangman, calling him a horse. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> calling him Sea Biscuit. Yeah, right. Sea Biscuit. He's <laughs> like, well, you know, you know what happens to horses who have a a bum leg. Because <laughs> yeah, Hangman uh, a couple days ago was in, injured. I think Kayfabe was injured by Pac, right? Uh, Neville uh, leading up to the event, so he was limping and he had had some some kind of support on his his leg. But he still won the battle yes, royal, he so he obviously was able to do enough to get through that with that leg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going back to MJF when at that same spot. He tries to go back, and you have Jungle Boy, Luke Perry's son, come out. And then he mentioned, he basically called him a prepubescent boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then when Jimmy Havoc came out, he just kind of ran away. <laughs> no, there was some good, he, he did some great heel work. I mean, I, I think I said to you at the time, like, you don't see heel work like this. And, and I'm not trying to compare everything to WWE, but that's, you know, that they're the big ones. They're the, they're the ones that everything gets compared to, I guess, so... We'll just we'll just use them as the as the barometer here, but yeah, you just don't see that kind of heel work generally, and it seems like they're letting them be themselves, and maybe that's why a certain person who shows up at the end of the night, we'll get to in a second, went here because he could actually be who he's been wanting to be, and he I don't think he was able to do that in WWE. And if you didn't see online, but uh, there's a big surprise at the end. But yeah, we'll get to the last match here: Omega, Chris Jericho, yes. uh, over a year in the making for this rematch. I don't think it was as good as the New Japan match, but it was really good. <laughs> right. Physically, the New Japan match had a lot more going on, but the pacing was really well well done. I wanted to point out that intro that Jericho had, where it's basically, it's almost like the history. a living museum. Yeah, the history of, of Chris is a, like a living museum, where it starts out with his Lionheart gimmick from WCW, jumps to his list gimmick in wwe and then even um his light-up jacket right times in wwe yeah that <laughs> was pretty cool judas <laughs> that, like <laughs> i said last night the original heel the original heel the, the og heel so if you're gonna if you're gonna base yourself on a heel judas is the one because he was like you said he was the first heel turn yes in history and <laughs> probably the greatest heel turn in history i mean how yeah, it's been hard that? to it's been hard to to outheal Judas, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
there was a cool spot of this match when uh, Jericho tosses Omega over into the, into the fans. And then I think Jericho, Jericho grabs the camera because I remember saying at a point, like, why is this like Blair Witch Project? The camera's all shaky. And then it was Jericho who actually had the camera. And then uh, Omega throws like a drink at the lens. I don't know if it was water. Who knows what it was? And you could see like the, the water sprinkles on the lens. And that kind of added a cool effect to it. I remember I, I turned to you. I saw you kind of turn your head away at that point when um, Jericho picked up the, the camera. And I, I didn't know he picked it up either. And yeah, the camera just changed from being steady to complete yeah complete shaky blair right, it's like you're watching cloverfield or something it was like what is going yeah, on like I'm, like I'm getting busy but then yeah they cut, they cut to jericho holding the camera i'm guessing omega must have grabbed some water bottle under one of the chairs because yeah he did he basically did a triple h uh right water spill onto yeah onto the camera <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of glad they cut to another camera because that would have been a little bit distracting. Right, and that match was the match was really good. Uh, you were saying, you know, leading up to it, that Jericho has been teasing some new finisher, and sure enough, I guess it was the was it called the Judas Turn? The the Judas, um, I almost said Judas Experience. Oh, uh, oh my God! <laughs> the Judas Effect. The Judas Effect. It's like I haven't seen someone use an elbow finisher like that since Lex Luger's Metal Elbow. Yeah, and I have to Wait. say, like, it was a little, <laughs> it, it didn't, I don't know if it lived up to the hype. It, it was, it's not that it was a bad move, but I was expecting something extravagant, it like a, and it was just kind of a, you know, an elbow. I mean, it wasn't really anything that yeah. extraordinary, but that's fine. I mean, he won with it, so it must be something. Mm-hmm. Omega sold it. Yes. I mean, he was out for a while. I mean, he was down, yeah. out. I feel like a finisher. It feels, it feels like a, you know, like a signature move, but not necessarily a finisher. Right. I still think, I still think Codebreaker is is more exciting as a finisher. Well, that and even the movie does uh, off the off the ropes where he flips on top of, you know, yeah. on top of his opponent, and he did two of those in a row back yeah, to back Lion, to Omega. Yeah, his old Lion Soul. Those those are impressive. I guess you have to have a match like this where there were a lot of a lot of kickouts. Right? Yeah. So right at this point, that you know, you're 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 seeing them that I mean, you really saw the the fatigue as the match progressed. Both of them were just trying to figure out how to take each other out. Another one, yeah, to note at this point, Omega's nose was busted. Oh, yeah, was, I forgot about that. He was he was bleeding throughout too. Yeah, he was bleeding throughout as well, and you're just like, wow. And I think having his nose busted helped sell that that Judas. Effect. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and <laughs> like you said before at the beginning, like they they don't do a lot of storytelling leading up to the matches. The storytelling is is the matches. So remember, the table was played a part throughout that match too because it was set up and you kind of forgot about it. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, Omega gets tossed on it, and it's like, oh that's yeah. that table was put there. We forgot about it. Five minutes later, he's he's thrown over through it. So the table was it was all part of it. If you're paying attention, that table. Should have been playing in your head, like, whoa, what, remember that table? No, I forgot until he was thrown through it. And speaking of that table, the the spots leading up to that table where it was basically Chris was outside of the ring. He pulls a table out. And that table is a little different from the, the ones he normally sees. Oh, uh, I, I made, I made the joke in the shout out to wrestling period in the thread we were doing for it. I said that even the tables are better in AEW. So <laughs> <laughs> they look really solid. Those legs were much thicker than your typical. Oh, it, uh, it, it did not bend. Or maybe it did. Yeah. No, it did not break. It did bend. It just did not break. It took a while. It just took a, a couple of hits before it, it broke. So you can only but, afford one table. They don't have like ten tables <laughs> under there. So they've got to make one table last throughout. Make it work. 
<laughs> make it work. And then leading so, up yeah. to the finale, oh my God! So Omega loses, but the big thing was we, we, how many times have you heard this? Maybe ever since Dean Ambrose left, he might show up here, and sure enough, well, Dean didn't show yeah. up. His his alter ego is his other self, John Moxley. Yeah, especially the because of the the video that he released. Uh, what was that? Two three weeks ago. Yeah. People were finding little Easter eggs in there, little clues where the dice were 2-5, May 25th. But, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, you know, like, it's hard to tell because, I mean, the production value was great. Like, who produced this, right? There were, <laughs> there were still rumors flying around that, oh, maybe he's still in WWE and he's going to come back as John Moxley and not Dean Ambrose. Um, right. And at that point, because the match ended and in, in, um, Jericho was cutting his promo, uh, which was also great. Oh, yeah. He was basically <laughs> oh. saying he is the reason why this company's here. He is. Everything is him. Him, him, him. Thank him. He yeah. wanted everybody to thank him. And I don't believe I heard a single thank you once he asked for thanks. But uh. <laughs> it was a funny. If, if you see. Uh, so at that point, when he said, I want you guys to thank me for making this show what it was. And you see people blowing, you see some people clapping, but right. Jerichoholics. And then kind of like right above his shoulder, there was this this woman there clapping. And you re- if you read her lips, she, she kind of says, thank you. <laughs> She's like, thank you. <laughs> so there's one. There's always one. <laughs> there's one. Um, but then, yeah, it cuts to John Moxley, Dean Ambrose coming out of the crowd, shield style. And, and he, people went nuts. Yeah, he... Yeah, he dirty deeds Jericho. He, he did the the ref. I want to say he got him once and threw him out of the ring. Yeah, he got him once and kind of like rolled him out of the ring, and then you see him kind of moving towards towards uh, Kenny. He's gonna be friend or foe, right? No, he's he's not gonna be his friend. Yes, <laughs> he lifts him up by his hair, about to do a dirty deeds on him. But then Kenny pushes them out, and they both fall onto that table that was already broken. See, the table you know, comes into play once again. That table comes into play, and then they go into an all-out brawl. Crowd goes nuts. They yep. pretty much start fighting in in the crowd. And they end up on the poker it, chips that were set up uh, <laughs> towards the ring. I guess the ring entrance area, something like that. And yeah, those giant poker sh- chips. And Moxley gets him and another. Um, another well they call it a ddt here like, <laughs> right yeah he ended up on uh he tossed him off the chips and he was on some sort of i don't know what to call that equipment thing he landed on like some sort of it's not a table but he landed on some something kind of... and was left for dead basically yeah it's like you killed kenny <laughs> yes right that's what mario <laughs> bernal was that's posting what mario said there. you killed yeah. kenny i'm surprised uh jim ross didn't say it <laughs> So it looks like I, I would imagine these three guys, Omega, Jericho, and Am- oh, I almost called him Ambrose, Moxley, are going to have some sort of program going forward. And, uh, of course, Jericho and Ambrose had some stuff going back a few years ago in WWE. So it's kind of a reignition of that. I remember when, you know, that. So I was like, oh, yeah, they have some history together. So this should be fun. It should be. It should be. And, and seeing him finally facing Omega, it's just you know, it feels very. Um, I mean, I know now they're in the same, they're in the same uh, federation, but you know, it feels like a crossover. Right? You're you're watching this like, wow, it's this is a total dream match, Omega versus uh, Moxie or Ambrose. Right. It's something that you 
you put together when you're playing like 2K19, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're, you're trying yeah. to think of matchups, and here it is. <laughs> and it's it's happening, so I can't wait. Yeah, what's your Reignited. overall? Where do, where do you think it's going? Do you think this this really put them on the map to to really? I don't know if they're really competing with WWE. I guess they are in a sense, but I think they're their own thing, and people who really like wrestling are going to watch this regardless. I think it's good for the fans. You, you're gonna now that you have two separate big uh, federations. I mean, WWE is still going to be. Like, the biggest, but it never really had competition after, you know, the the WCW and ECW. Yeah, TNA really couldn't get to that level where they right. where they probably it, wanted to get to. TNA almost did, but this it didn't quite work out. And Impact, well, what became of TNA Impact right now, um, I feel like they have the talent, but they're not getting the exposure. Right, just because of where, where they are, where they're in. And Ring of Honor as well. I know they, they tried to get into that, but now, I mean, most of the guys that are in AEW now were a lot of the top guys from Ring of Honor. So, Correct. But Ring of Honor never got that same exposure as well. So Just like a lot of top AEW. guys from TNA are in WWE. I mean, it's it, it's almost like right. a breeding ground for the bigger the bigger fish. Because in the end, it all. I mean, there's talent everywhere, but it all boils down to exposure. Right. And now that you have another another entity that has the the exposure and the TV um, deal that you know is equivalent to WWE, I think for for the fans, that's definitely a plus. I know there's just going through the internet, social media. You have there's already you can see like factions forming within wrestling fans where you know there's there's fans that um, are really loyal to WWE. They're still they're still doubtful about AEW, and then there's maybe there's fans that have grown tired of AEW or AEW, WWE, and then they they're just focusing on AEW. But I think in the end, uh, having AEW there will help make the WWE product get better. Because I remember in the '90s when yeah, when they had competition, you could see creative-wise, you could see where. Uh, WCW at one point out um, outlasted WWE, and then WWE came back. So there's there's like a shift that goes back and forth, uh, and I can't wait to see that again. Right, because <laughs> it'll make things more interesting. I mean, I like I like both. I was like many people, I was disappointed with the Money in the Bank ending. But yeah, the whole Brock, Brock Lesnar thing definitely. I I've been saying too, even on here the podcast that the. I haven't really been talking about WWE as much because I've been kind of burned out by it. I just it it's not yeah. really, and it has nothing to do with the results of WrestleMania. I actually was happy with everything that happened, but they haven't really built on it enough. And the whole brand split and the nonsense, like I don't know who's where and what, and uh, it, yeah. it's in the Brock thing. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating too. I thought we were done with Brock, but we're not done with Brock. We're never going to be done with Brock. But I think what I get out of this is that AEW is it's just pure wrestling and so if you if you like that and you, you're yearning for that they will be a source for you if you like the mm-hmm. showmanship and the entertainment value wwe is still there i think i'll probably end up just watching both there might be times yeah. where i'm more excited about one than mm-hmm. the other but i don't really see me like not watching wwe anymore just because of this but i think this will just enhance exactly. enhance it for me like ah, oh, why don't wwe do something like this there might be times where aew i'm like eh why don't they cut a promo yeah. or something? I I might be a, I might get to a point like that too. Yeah, we don't know yet, right? But it, it's good to have an alternative because yeah, when you get tired 
when you get a little tired of the other for a while, you can kind of shift to see what's happening somewhere else. And then, you know, you always, you always at that point, you always have some, a choice, right? Right. <laughs> You're never going to just... More is better. You know, you don't, you don't yeah, have more to... more is better. Right. Who, who doesn't want more of something they like? So give me more. Yeah. Give me the buffet of wrestling. You know, and let me watch more of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am so, interested to see what they do with the women because I felt like, not that they didn't do anything good with them last night on the show, but I, just, I wonder what's going forward with that. Are they going to have more women wrestlers coming in? Are they going to have a title? You know, things like, you know, I hope that that kind of gets, you know, fixed a little bit too. I am pretty excited about the, the women's. I know Brandy's in charge of uh, recruiting for the women's. Um, and they are, I don't know if you remember, in the pre show, they did a little. Um, vignettes of a new uh, acquisition they have for the women's division. Uh, Sadie Gibbs. Okay. She's from the UK. Uh, I'm not as familiar with her. I, I looked her up, and she is pretty impressive. So in, in terms of um, experience and just her um, athleticism, she's wrestled in Japan, uh, UK, so people are really excited about her. So I, I hopefully um, we see her in one of the first shows that they have in, um, in on TNT or even one of the, I think they have two more, I don't remember, I think three more special pay-per-views leading up to the, the premiere of the, the TV show. Because next month, the next month, I think July is Fighter Fest. And then there's another one after that. And, then you have All Out in Chicago, which I'm hoping we can go to. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that, that'll be the final thing here. It's like when that comes, I, we've got to try and find a way to get ourselves out to the Sears Center and watch it. I wasn't yeah. in town last year when All In was here. I don't see why I won't be around this time. So, yeah, I, I hope that we can go check that out. It's just a matter of getting tickets. That's, yeah, that's um, the other thing. That's the hard part. Um, they say tickets go on sale June 14th for that one. So that's pretty quick. That's coming up here. It's coming up next Gotta put it on my calendar, or else. Hopefully, Mario gets them too. Mario's always good at getting things. Mario is the guy. He knows everything. He was down there live, and uh, uh, he knows he knows what's going on. I hope to talk to him too and get a, a bird's eye view of what he saw, uh, being on, mm-hmm. just being in the in the crowd and just witnessing it in person. But yeah, hopefully, we could all make the pilgrimage out to the Sears Center and watch AEW. That that should be something else, man. Yes. Yes. But, should be a good time. Yeah. Well, thanks again for inviting me last night to check out the pay-per-view, Lloyd. I really appreciate it. Lloyd Landicho, uh, you know, we're on the Wrestling Period group on Facebook where we talk about wrestling all the time, but you've definitely introduced me to a lot of the independent stuff when we went to go see Rise and Shimmer and uh, another one, AEW. So I'm slowly but surely, I'm starting to have less interest in WWE. I'm not cutting it off, but it is starting to, I'm starting to find that there's other stuff out there that I should be paying attention to. Right. Thank you for having me, Mark. This is a, this is great. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. again. And like I said, the chicken was good. <laughs> Church's yeah. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to like ask my brother to pick some up again on his way to work. For sure. From work. Yeah, definitely, man. For sure. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll see you, man. Great. Thanks, Lloyd. Thank you. T- take care. You too, buddy. This is Shaz McKenzie, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. All right, checking out Infinite Banter, and I am joined by my man from Telemundo, photographer Mario Bernal. What's going on, Mario? Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing tonight? Man, I'm like I said to Lloyd when I had him on, I'm just mad jealous because you were down in Vegas. You got to see Double or Nothing live and in person. And to your credit, you invited either one of us, and we both punked out and didn't go. So 
<laughs> you can tease us if <laughs> I you know. want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you missed out, man. It was awesome, man. I mean, if you were a hardcore wrestler, wrestling fan, I mean, you were there. You know what I mean? You were there. Everybody that I met there, they were really into it, you know? Uh, everybody had Bullet Club shirts, WWE uh, merch, whatever. Everybody, you know, anything that had to do with wrestling, you saw it there. I mean, for the hardcore, you know? And you had your Young Bucks shirt on, right? I did, man. Everybody loved it. It was like Young Bucks and giving me the, you know, the too sweet, you know, salute. So it was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. Although, I got to meet that dude. And that dude that was oh, in the Oh, yeah. Line, he man, he was on TV all that, night, that guy. I didn't know. I just saw him. He was hilarious. And then I just kept running into him the whole night. So, I mean, you saw my Instagram. You saw that I just saw. We, I posted that picture with him, but it was awesome. He, he looked cool. just Everybody like Macho cool. Man, that guy. Exactly. And he, would, and he would do the voice. He would do that. He was like, oh, yeah, brother. You know, I remember at the end. When it was over and we were like in the casino on the, on the casino floor, I saw I ran into him again, and he came up to me, all oh, macho man. He's like, "Hey, brother, you know where the where the parking lot's at, brother?" It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty hilarious. <laughs> I got a pee, yeah. Exactly. I got a mega pee. <laughs> so what what was the um, the venue like? MGM Grand. You were there in person. I wanted to kind of get a feel for it. Did it did it feel like a wrestling environment? Not just a crowd, but I mean just like the way they set it up. Did it, did it really feel like any other, like you go to WWE events before at United Center mm-hmm. and All-State Arena? Did it kind of have that same feel when you walked in? It did. The arena did. Um, I mean, obviously around there, it's Vegas. Like uh, I was telling you earlier, that was my first time in Vegas. I cannot believe that, um, by the way. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, it was my first time there. And, uh, I mean, the MGM was a hotel, obviously. But, I mean, once you got into the arena, I mean, they had it set up. You know, I mean, you just walked in. It was like going to, you know, here in Chicago, the All-State Arena. Or you know, I mean, I I can I think I would say it was similar to the Allstate Arena uh, for anyone that's in Chicago. I okay. Mean, kind of like a, like a small venue, but it's pretty big, but it wasn't too big. You know, it wasn't like uh, I guess you know what are we compared to here, like United Center? But I mean, it was a good size. It was a really good size. You know. And um, you didn't go to Starcast, right? No, I didn't go to Starcast. Um, that was like sold out because I got my tickets through like a secondary broker. Oh, okay. Um, so I paid like maybe like twenty dollars more for the ticket. Um, that doesn't mean a guy but, on the street. You mean like an actual? No. Yeah, like actually, the AEW had this um, this company called Light. Um, they sent me an email like that that the next day that after they sold out, and they offered me to go on the waiting list if I wanted to purchase some tickets, and I did. And I thought I wasn't going to get them, and then a month into it, they sent me an email saying that I got I had gotten a pair of tickets. Man, so that was awesome. I, yeah. sh- I should have been there, dude. I, I, yeah. I've been to Vegas you twice, but never for something other than gambling and you know. Bad things, mm-hmm. you know, things that you're not supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. It stays there, dude. That's what they say. It stays there. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, and you, you went there first time ever. Um, mm-hmm. Where was the Starcast at? Was it in a nearby, you know, uh, hotel, or was it actually at the MGM Grand as well? I want to say I'm not sure where that was at. Um, like I landed that morning, and then I okay. was just rushing to get there. Um, but it seemed like it was there. Um, and let's, that was the one thing that I noticed. A lot of the fans were upset with that. I guess the way AEW set that up with the ticket. So I guess you would go and pick up that Starcast pass at the at the ticket booth or you know the ticket oh, agent. Okay. But when you when after the Starcast, you still had to come back to the guest uh, or I guess to the ticket uh, booth to get your ticket. Um, I didn't deal with them exactly, but a lot of people were complaining to me about that. How they had to go back and forth. To, to get a ticket, you know, to get the right. ticket to go into a, a into a double or nothing, even after they had already gotten their ticket to go to Starcast. So that was one thing. I mean, a lot of people were kind of a little bit, a little bit upset with that. 
I noticed that um, but that's about the only thing that I saw people upset about. Everybody was really, really into it, man. It was awesome, man. I mean, you know, we've been watching me and you. You know, we oh, follow yeah. wrestling for for such a long time, and it was really cool, man. It was uh, it was it was it was it was awesome to see. Uh, I mean, to get excited, it was cool to get excited about wrestling like this again, especially how WWE's been lately. You know. It felt old school. Like I was telling you, I was watching with Lloyd last night, and we're eating Church's Chicken, which I haven't had since the 80s. And I'm watching wrestling that I could actually admit that I'm watching for the first time since the 80s. So, uh-huh. <laughs> what was the vibe like outside? Yeah, everybody was into it. I mean, everybody. I mean, uh, but it's funny because once I got there, everybody was in line, but everybody was excited. Everybody was talking wrestling. I mean, that line went from the MGM, um, from the you know, from the doors of the arena. It went out. You know, around, down the corridor, down the stairs, like down this corridor. I mean, it was, that's the longest line I've ever seen. And people were like patiently waiting there for like three to four hours to get in from what I saw. Yeah. Did you miss anything? No, I didn't because I just kind of waited and I had that extra ticket. So I was was trying to get rid of it. Um, So I got rid of it luckily in time. And then I just went inside and uh, I was able to catch it. I mean, it was better for me because I was able to get inside and I didn't have to stand in that line. And I just got to my seat, and you know the buy-in started, and that was pretty awesome, man. That's just when that went off, man. Everybody went nuts, you know. Watching it on TV, <laughs> I can feel like the crowd was into, especially the Young Bucks match. I mean, that one—it seemed like they were standing up every couple of moves. Like the crowd mm-hmm. was really feeling it. And I know you like the Lucha Brothers yourself too. What, what were you yeah, guys dude. chanting when they were doing their stuff? Oh, cero miedo, man! All night, cero miedo. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was awesome, man. I mean, both of them in the Bucks. And and them, um, you know, they were, they put on a great show, man. But I, I like that one spot where, you know, he got him on the rope, and then he jumped. You know, Pentagon was on the rope, and then right. you know, all four of them flipped each other. Man, that was awesome. You know, they had some great spots. Pentagon Junior and Phoenix, so they're great, man. You know, and and the Bucks, right? You know, the Bucks are, are are awesome too. That was a great match. You know, I thought so. It's one of the better matches that I've seen in a long time. Was that the I match thought. where the crowd was into it the most, or was it pretty much they were on all all night, and there really was no ups and downs with them? I felt it started, I mean, the the buy, I mean, with Hangman Page winning in the beginning, everybody went crazy. Right. And then they kicked off, and then the SEU match, man, that was awesome. I you love know? that match. That Scorpio guy, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I like that dude. Yeah. I think they set the tone. I mean, I think if that match would have sucked, I bet you that like, it maybe would have been a little bit more down, but everybody would just hype right after that match, you know? Uh, that was awesome. What was it like uh, when Awesome Kong just, came out? Dude, everyone we were going, went crazy. We were going you know? nuts. Like, yeah, because I mean, at first, uh, because she goes, you know, I want this match to be awesome, and it was funny because at first, like, kind of nobody really, I, I, I didn't feel, I felt she could have put more emphasis on the way she said awesome, right? But it was kind of just like, eh. and then the music came out, and then just everybody lost it, you know. And then she came out, I was like, I did not expect her, I did not expect to see Awesome Kong uh, last night at all. <laughs> and then uh, Bret Hart's, what was that uh, reaction like in there? Were they going? Because I was going bonkers, I couldn't believe it. Dude, everybody went crazy. I, I couldn't remember because everything turned pink, you know. And then you and then they announced it, and we're just everyone was like, "What?" You know, I mean, the, I mean, there was this girl next to me. She was hardcore. She just she lost it. You, you know, know what? And, I was watching your story on Instagram. You told me to check out, and I can hear uh-huh. her talking in a lot of the <laughs> yeah, video. And I was like, "Who's this girl?" I keep hearing in his video. She's like either all into it or she's a little too loud. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, but. she was hardcore. She came from <laughs> Chicago too. I ended up finding out like that she was next to me, and then she was from Chicago, and then the guy in front of me was from Chicago, and then, you know we all started talking about being from Chicago, and somebody was like, "Hey, I'm from Chicago too," and it's like, dude, like. 
that section I was in, section 203, there was a lot of Chicago people there. Chicago <laughs> always represents. Like I said, I've been to Vegas twice, and I think both times I was down there, I ran into Chicago people without even trying to run into them. Yeah. We're, we're all yeah, over the place. We travel we are, thick. <laughs> big time. And uh, they, uh, Los Angeles, too, they were representing there, too. Big time, you know? Um, but the fans were amazing. I mean, and that uh, just the whole event, everybody came out so so happy out of there. I mean, you... We've come out of, uh, you know, we've gone to Raw's together. Right. We've gone to SmackDown. And, you know, and everybody kind of comes out like, oh. But, I mean, everybody was excited. Everybody was talking. Um, I mean, for a while, even today, when I got on the plane, anytime I saw someone with a AEW shirt from last night, a double or nothing shirt, like, you know, giving each other the two sweet, you know, salute or, you know, hey, right. you know, that was awesome last night. Like, I mean, you're still feeling it. It's pretty awesome. I mean, that's, you know, as, as for us, the wrestling fan, I felt it was an important night. 10, 20 years from now, we're going to be talking about. And Remember you were AEW? there for it. I was there. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. You got bragging rights. Because <laughs> when this thing gets even bigger than it is, you can always mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I was there. Where were you guys? Uh, yeah, uh, not- I was eating chicken with Lloyd. Uh-huh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is? His wife really wasn't watching any of it. She comes into the room when we're watching it, and of course she walks in right when Dustin is just busted open. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, this is what you walked into. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome. And I think she left, came back, and then he was spanking Cody's bare ass. Oh, that's right. That's right, bro. Yeah. Dude, how. She's like, what are you guys watching? How crazy was that blood match from, Dude, from your view? Yo, it was so. I mean, you saw the. Just the mat got covered with blood. Like, okay. you could see it. And I mean, I was up. I was up high, you know, and I mean, we could see perfect. But I mean, yeah, that, that whole mat was red. Dude, know, how do they end. clean it? I was making jokes like there's no <laughs> sham wows or fabuloso that's going to clean that up. No, they pulled it and uh, they put like this tarp over it and then they just covered it up with another one. Okay. They did pretty good, actually. I got to say that crew was on, man. They were on point with everything, you know? And I like how it looked, man. It gave me like a, I felt like it was like an old school WCW, like maybe slash NXT look, you know what I mean? It was like that dark look, the black ropes, the gray, you know, the gray ring. That was pretty awesome. And I can't even overlook how did the uh, the sledgehammer to the I guess the Triple H throne? How did that go over with the crowd? Dude, everybody was crazy. You know, they were like, you know, as soon as Brandy gave him the, the sledgehammer, everyone was like, do it, do it. <laughs> you know, everybody was so into it. You know, I mean, everybody wants to see. You know, everybody wants this. You know, everybody wants to, to see the competition. You know, and I think it's a big deal. You know, I mean, can they take down the WWE? No, and I don't think so. I think WWE is just so huge. But you know, I mean, those those um those superstars have somewhere else to go now. You know, they don't have to get, stay there if they don't want to. Well, yeah, you've you know, got Neville work, there, Ty Dillinger, who am mm-hmm. I forgetting? Oh, oh, well, of course, both uh, the Rhodes brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though, you know, Cody's been gone for a while, Jericho. I mean, yeah, there's... Jericho. And uh, how could I forget the biggest of them all at the end of the night? What was the pop like <laughs> when Dean oh, Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, comes out? Dude, everyone lost it. You know, and at first it was hard to see, you know, because, like, you came down from the... From you know, from the from the fans, from the the top level, like the shield. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone was just like, "What, what, what's, what's going on?" And then the place went nuts. That was we had already bread. We had awesome Kong, Diamond Dallas Page. He took Brandy out. Oh, of and there. DDP. Yeah, he came yeah. out to, to carry Brandy. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of different people back there. I heard Mike Tyson was back there. I heard Mark Henry was back there. I'm a big hip hop fan. West Side Gun was there. From Griselda, yes, yes. I, they were in the front row. Uh-huh. They got a lot of screen time at the front. <laughs> hey yo, and, I, and actually, I don't know if he was there, but t- actually today, my Uber driver who who took me to the airport this morning, he told me that uh, he had Jerry the King Lawler in his in his Uber the oh, last night too. Man. So I wonder if Jerry the King Lawler was there too for Jr. or something like that. You know, 
I haven't seen anything about that, but I mean, that's what he told me today. And the guy was not into wrestling. So, you know, when he asked me what I was doing there and I mentioned it to him, he's the one that said, Oh, I had this guy. I mean, you know, the Jerry, the King. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, but I hadn't read that he was there or anything, but I mean, I'm guessing he was there for that. Right. The only problem is you're in Vegas and there's a lot of people dressed like the King and it could be, (laughs) it could be a lot of things just like the young bucks who are dressed like flying Elvises when they came. (laughs) They were, man. But I kind of like, I kind of was thinking it, man. You know, they did that pose at the top of the entrance. That was awesome. Yeah. As much as I'm not really a big Elvis fan, I thought it was cool for Vegas for what this was. This was perfect. I mean, it was, probably, it was probably part of the, the gimmick, no? Like, we're in Vegas, wear these pants. No, they think they did a great job. I'm excited to see what's happening. You know, I'm yeah. more excited for October. I'm excited for the next pay-per-view. Um, I mean, they, they set it up pretty awesome, no? I mean, we're going to have, obviously, we're going to have Jericho and, and Omega. That's going to be dope, you know? And Hangman versus Jericho. And uh, who, the, the Rhodes Brothers versus the, the Young, Young Bucks? Bucks yeah? Right, they set That's that gonna, up. It was going to be awesome. You know, I think so. For me, I'm excited. I guess as a wrestling fan, and there's you know, a lot of there's a lot of talent. I mean, we didn't even get to any of the the women's matches really in depth here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just there were so many matches, so much mm-hmm. so much talent. And the the cool thing for me was when I was talking with Lloyd about this is that I really didn't know who most of these people were. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. I know the, the same ones everybody knows. I know Jericho and Omega are, but a lot of these other people, I don't know who they are. But now I'm Kip is my guy. Uh, MJF, <laughs> I like this dude. He's the heel work he was doing was tremendous, man. I mean, now I'm all in. I'm like, I want to know more. I want to get to the next thing because I haven't really seen a lot of these guys and women before. And now I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to watch this. Exactly. Definitely. You know what I mean? And you always feel like they do have something like they do have something when, you know, you're, you want to watch it when it's people you don't even know. I mean, I felt like that's like, the last time I felt like this was when I started watching NXT. Um, I never watched the, the weekly show. The first thing, the first NXT I ever watched was the pay-per-view, one of the takeovers. And the Brooklyn one, I think, and I was just like, dude, this is awesome, you know. And I didn't know anybody, and it just, you know, if you're a wrestling fan and it grabs you like that, then you know there's something special about it, you know. Yeah, like I was saying with Lloyd earlier too, is that they're really focused on wrestling. There's no gimmicks, there's no tricks. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to like, you know, beat you over the head with a bunch of comedy sketches and promos. It's just like mm-hmm. wrestling. Like that's it. It's it's actually what they say it is, and that's it. And if that's all you want, you're perfect. This is what this is what you're looking for. And I'm not gonna stop watching WWE. Yeah. Of course not. No, not. I mean, you know, it's not like you know, you can't stop watching major leagues. You know, no. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still interested to see something else once in a while. Like I was saying before, like I'm, uh, I'm kind of burned out on WWE. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. I'm still watching it, but I'm just like, eh, all right, whatever. You know, Brock Lesnar. All right, let's. Okay, yay. Let's see what happens here. But like now, I've got. Ooh, what's going on over here? More is not bad. I, I give me more. Give me more of what I want. Give me more wrestling. More, more and different too. You know what I mean? Yes. Because in the end, they're the point. same. You know, like, you know, like SmackDown and Raw. They seem similar to me. Definitely. I mean, NXT. I do really like any. Out of all three WWE brands for me, NXT I would consider is. For me, it's my favorite. You know, I think it's the best product they have, you know. Um, and then I think AEW is going to give it a good uh, run for its money, you know, if anything. I think AEW is kind of doing what Triple H probably secretly wants them to do with the main roster with his NXT guys mm-hmm. and they come up. Like, actually use mm-hmm. them for what they're meant to be, which is some of the best athletic talent that wrestling has had in years. Instead mm-hmm. of getting buried like, you know, Ty Dillinger, for instance, where he's just like, mm-hmm. I got to get out of here because these guys don't use me. Look what he did in the Battle Royal. He was great. <laughs> Awesome! It was so awesome. Yeah, dude. I mean, I can't, you know, yeah. I mean, it took a little while. I mean, I was there and excited, and I remember I got home and I, I got back to my hotel room and I just, you know, it kind of sinked in a little bit. I was like, man, that was so awesome. You know, like this you're, is a big still deal. Buzzing. You know? You're in still world, buzzing. In the world of wrestling, you know, in our world of wrestling, I thought it was a big, it was a huge deal. You know, 
and to be there for that, it was it was awesome. What you was know? your What was your favorite moment? Was there one live that uh, really sticks with you that you'll remember the most? I mean, there's a lot of them, but was there one that stuck uh-huh. out? For me, I mean, Bret Hart coming out, I did not expect yeah you know, the Hitman to show up. I mean, that was awesome, and so he showed the new belt. I mean, and I think how about that? How about for a belt, dude? That belt was huge. Yeah, he's like, you hey, Mick Foley, I got a better belt, belt for you. It's almost like we got a better uh, legend and a better belt coming. Here you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, for the Bret Hart, I mean, and, and, and John Moxley, you know? I mean, I did not expect, I mean, because they made it seem like he was, in, you know, a lot of people were saying that, oh, you know, it's a work, him leaving WWE. Right. You know, Renee works there. He's going to come back. And then there's some other reports saying that he was going to go independent and, and blah, blah, blah. I didn't and, know enough time had passed. That's the other thing. Don't mm-hmm. they usually need like 90 mm-hmm. days before they can do anything else? Isn't there yeah, something exactly. like that? Unless he was in such good standing and they're like, look, if you just do right by us and just finish it out, mm-hmm. leave on a good note, we won't you know, hold it against you when you do this in two months or whatever it was. And he did the finish finisher, which a lot of people would say that it was a big deal that yeah, he would use the WWE finisher there. I couldn't remember if JR was calling it Dirty Deeds or not. I'm trying to, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think back if he did. I don't think that he <laughs> called it that. He even gave yeah. one to the ref, which I thought was pretty funny. Dude, that was awesome, man. That was so cool. I mean, it reminded me of just old school wrestling, you know? That was so cool. And <laughs> Everybody since, went up to the ref guy. Oh, man, you got to. That and, and when uh, Jericho throws out the barrel at the beginning of the match before it got started, they couldn't get it through the ropes, and he's like, ah, give me that, and he throws it through the middle. Oh, and, and heal Jericho, man. I mean, how about you heal Jericho? Yeah, you know? the promo back, that he did. I loved it, you know. I mean, that's the that's the Jericho I like. You know, I don't I like when he's all nice. I like him, you know, just being a heel, talking trash. You know, he's really good at that. You know, and Wait. in his entrance, that that was awesome too. With the with the three different, the four different uh, entrances. You know, from the beginning, the Lionheart to the list, right. to YT Gray to to now. I mean, that was pretty cool. It was like the Wikipedia you know? of Jericho coming to life in lights <laughs> and, pretty- and, and music. <laughs> It was. I thought it was that. I thought that was very cool too. You know, <laughs> at first we thought the lights went out. You know, like what the hell? But then they came back again, and then we're like, oh damn, we see what's going on here. You know. And now they're coming here. Uh, in a, yeah. Was it September? Was yeah. It, uh, all out. Me and Lloyd were it, talking dude. about it. He's like, man, Mario always has to hook up. I'm like, well, we'll see. We we got to figure <laughs> out a way to get there. Yeah, we got to figure it out. You know, for sure we got to. I mean, it, I thought it was great. You know, I'm I'm very happy with with the product, and uh, I think it's gonna get better. You know, I mean. The Rhodes fight, you know, D- Dustin and, and Cody, that was awesome. You know what I mean? And just because we grew up with the, the American Dream and, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I felt a little, you know, I got a little misty-eyed when I saw that and at the end and he spoke, you know, what he said to him. Yeah, to, they were showing the crowd and people were definitely. It was, you know, I felt something there too. You know, it's like a little corny and stuff. But, I mean, I did, you know, because <laughs> I grew up watching it. I could, I could understand, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, they probably never thought that they were going to have their own wrestling promotion and wrestle a main event, you know, right there. And, you know, I you would, but I don't. I don't think they would imagine they would have thought that that was going to happen. You know. I mean, there's probably a point where uh, Dustin Rhodes is thinking he might be done wrestling because mm-hmm. he was just not getting used at WWE, mm-hmm. and he was, he's he's old, he's up there. He's got to be. What, he's is he in his fifties? He's got to be getting close to fifty if he's not fifty already. Yeah, I remember uh, they were chanting, uh, "You still got it at first, and then towards the end of the match, they were like, "You never lost it. <laughs> you never lost it." <laughs> the crowd was awesome. really good, and the cool thing about that crowd is that it's not probably none of them are from Las Vegas. Almost all of them are probably from somewhere else so yeah i didn't mean i didn't mean anybody there that was from vegas i mean i'm pretty sure there was 
right. from Vegas, but everyone I met was either from L.A. or Chicago. It was cool. Everybody was great, man. I mean, everybody was so into it. It was a, it was a, it was a great crowd, you know? Now you go, you know how we've been to Raw's, like we were talking about right. Raw's and SmackDown, and the crowd's kind of dead or not, there's no pop. Yesterday was what we always want to go when we go to a paper, one of those events what we're looking forward to, you know? And I'm glad it didn't disappoint. Yeah, I think you the know? only thing with WWE events is that we kind of know what to expect, and it's kind of formulaic. Where the mm-hmm. advantage AEW has that we really didn't know what was gonna happen. We didn't know. What, exactly. I was like, "Is there no? There's no promos. Nobody's really talking. It's just boom, boom. The pacing was really good. There wasn't a lot of dead time. So there's. It was always action, action packed. So the pacing. Yeah, I felt like moved. it was moving. Right. And I like how they did that too. Where like, um, it reminded me of boxing. You know, uh, when Jericho showed up at the building. You know. You know, and they just show him getting ready and things like that. He really didn't say much. You know, it was just kind of like it reminded me of watching like HBO or Showtime boxing too. Like you know, when you're watching a match, but then they'll cut to someone just showing up. That was pretty cool. A lot of the, it was the same, but it was different. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it was uh, it was awesome. Stop thinking about it for a bit right now, but now that I'm talking to you about it, it's just like it's, it's all coming, coming back, back to you. Back. Yeah, it's back not even a, it so it's cool. just about a day ago exactly. You know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I got to ask you about uh, Fat Man Tacos. Where did you? Where's it called? Uh, Oh, El Gordo. El Gordo. Tacos El Gordo. They were great, dude. Like, actually, one of my coworkers, he used to work, uh, he used to work out there in Vegas, and now he lives here. Oh, he lived, he used to live there, and now he, now he lives here and works here. And, uh, he told me, one of the reporters that works with us, too, he's from Vegas, and, uh, he told us, you gotta go to this place. And uh, I went, and those Al Pastor tacos, man, they were, they were really good. Although I had to wait in line for like 45 minutes to get them. Jeez. Um, yeah, it was a long line. I was surprised, you know. When I got there, I was like, whoa. But, I mean, I had time to kill. I hadn't eaten breakfast, and I knew I was going to go to – once I got to uh, Double or Nothing, that was it. You know, I wasn't going to uh, – I wasn't going to be able to eat for a while, so. And leave your seat. I, there was no time for – there was no uh, pee break match. You know, you didn't have no. the, you know, a, a undercard match that you didn't care enough about to go get something to eat or use the bathroom. No. The, the one that I noticed a lot of people did leave during was the – the Japanese girls, although I, I love that match. I thought that was cool. I thought that you know? match was the weakest, but I still enjoyed it, if that makes exactly, any sense. Exactly, right? That was the weakest match out of, out of all of, uh, of Double or Nothing, you know, I thought. But I was entertained, you know. I really was entertained, you know, because um, I like the um, – I, I didn't know all their names because, you know, we had the monitor. The, the, well, the monitor I could look at, the, the big screen, it was blocked by the American flag, so I couldn't see it. Um, so I kind of just was watching. But, they, you know, if I didn't know somebody, I didn't know, I didn't know who they were. You know, unless they can get on Twitter or something. To what find was out the crowd and, reaction to the ring, the, the bell ringing too early? Were they, oh, dude, they were everybody confused coming, you know, as we were? They were, and you know, and then you stop, you know, you <laughs> stop. You know, there was that chant happening, so that was that was hilarious. You know, that was weird. I felt that too. Like they, she rang the bell. They rang the bell, but she wasn't. Uh, she hadn't. She hadn't pinned her. You know. And I noticed but, uh, everybody was chanting AE Dub as opposed to AE Dub. Yeah, AE Dub. Yeah, because uh, actually, you know, we're you know, me and you are on that wrestling blog, and uh, you know, I had put that on there, and uh, somebody else told me that, that they, everybody said EC Dub, but I used to go to the ECW events before they became WWE, and they would say ECW, not EC Dub. Yeah, but they yeah, said the W. Yeah, they definitely do the. Yeah. I don't remember the Dub part, right? Yeah, and, and here is now it's AE Dub. Yeah, it was like AE Dub, AE Dub. I was like, okay, I guess this is the official chant, AE Dub. So. Everybody, A.E. Dub. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I appreciate you giving me a bird's eye view. I mean, Lloyd and myself, everybody at the Facebook Wrestling Period group, everybody listening, 
we are living through you, dude, because we didn't get to go and we just watched. And uh, man, I'm I'm envious. I, I wish I was there. That's the best. All I could say, man, it looked like it was a great show. Oh, it was dope, dude. I mean, you missed out. <laughs> you yes. know, you rub, it, rub in. it in or anything. You know, go ahead, dude. Go but, ahead. I mean, you missed out, dude. I mean, it was awesome, and you knew it. And I felt like days, like like a couple of days before, you were changing your mind, but. If you could, I think if you would have found that cheap flight, you would have gone. Dude, I was looking, man, on Friday afternoon or whatever it was, and I was messaging you. I'm like, ah, all the flights are like at 10 o'clock on Saturday night, which means it's already over. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I went into panic mode. I'm like, I got to find a way. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find a last second uh, Hail Mary to try to go. It's it was tough because, right. you know, I decided the week before. I was gonna Actually, I had reached out to, uh, to the company that I bought them from, and they were willing to resell them for me. Um, and like, like, you know, luckily I just changed my mind, you know, my girl changed my mind. She's like, just go. And I was just like, what? She's like, just go. You know, you want to go, just go, you know, just sell the other ticket. I'm Shout like, out to like. Sylvia, man. She, <laughs> exactly, she's right? just like, go to she, Vegas without me. How great. <laughs> I think she wanted, I think, I think she wanted a Mario free day. <laughs> and she got it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> no, but no, I'm glad she could, you know, she, she convinced me to go. Cause it was just like, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know? Yeah, it was awesome. And then the people once I got there, like I said, I flew there and I got there. But once I got to the event, I mean, I met so many people. Everybody was so cool. You know what I mean? You know, at first everybody's quiet, but once it's just it's just if some people start stop start talking or something like that, it's like everyone's just like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody like the ice broke, and then everybody was just into it. You know, yeah. everybody that I met was really cool. I didn't meet anyone that was like a wrestling snob or anything like that. You know, they were sitting around me though. That person that you know that's watching the match but not cheering or not doing anything, just like seriously critiquing it <laughs> you oh, know you've always they were gonna really have one of those fans, yeah. but they were they were all they were also pretty good everybody, everybody was cool everybody you know anybody that's anybody. a critic can't what are they gonna say what can they yeah, possibly no. say to critique this in a <laughs> negative manner there's no way i agree i was expecting the the, the lucha brothers actually to win the belt you know just because it was that triple a you know the one from mexico the championship yeah i've figured, figured it would change hands you know right back but i guess maybe the folks are still going to be in triple a for a bit Right, I was wondering, like, well, maybe they needed for the the, the Rhodes brothers, mm-hmm. you know, with against the Young Bucks. But I didn't. I didn't, Lloyd was trying to explain to me how the belts work, and that's not necessarily an AEW title. Those tag belts, no. so yeah, because they probably wrestled. I mean, I'm pretty sure they wrestled at Triple uh, A, you know, and they do that because Lucha Underground used to do that too. And I heard doesn't uh, New Japan do that too? No, where like they'll bring a belt from somewhere else, and then okay. wrestlers from their organization will go wrestle right. over there. They'll do like an exchange. And so it's like, like cross that. promotion of the the different mm-hmm. brands. Exactly. And okay. I think ROH does that too. I'm not a big. I don't watch ROH, but I've heard that they do that there too. If if that's the case, Young Bucks have something. To, they have titles, whether or not they're the ones that are <laughs> they're up for uh, the Rhodes Brothers to possibly win or not. That's I'm not sure how yeah. that's going to work, but that match alone should be fun. I mean, Dustin and, and it's Cody. Cool. And, and I heard they're giving them free reign, too. Like, you know, if they think that's something, if if they want to do something, that they're going to be able to do it. You know, they're not going to be at the mercy of script writers or, or you know, or creative or whatever. You know? That's what Dean wanted. That's what he said, yeah. right? He's like, I yeah. want to be able to have my own input on my character and no more scripted promos that he doesn't even want to do it at all. I'm sure he didn't like the gas mask idea. Oh, yeah, dude, that, that. <laughs> Diet pain, diet pain. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, is he trying to be Bane? Like, what the heck is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> One last thing. How crazy was it? That all those dudes came out with the masks. Speaking of masks, dude, we were all kind of confused at that moment. You know, I got to tell you the truth. A lot of us were confused. Like, what the heck is that? What's going on there? What's up with these guys in the, in, the, in all black? You know, like we were a little bit confused. There were a couple of moments where we, were, you know, we were a little bit confused about what was going on. You know, because we didn't have the commentary, you know. So Is there a screen? You guys, 
Uh, there was a screen, but okay. I mean, then from, there wasn't really. I told you, like where we were sitting, there was an American flag draped down, so it was kind of blocking the screen there where we were at. Oh, so, so we couldn't could, we, we couldn't watch the screen, so we were just watching. You know, so we were watching what was happening on the on the mat. You know, so we could see what's happening, but like to really know what's going on, we didn't know because we we couldn't hear Jr. You know, so we didn't know exactly what was going on. I was, maybe you could fill in who those guys in black were to me. <laughs> it was like, it was weird because it was like three or four, and next thing there was like 15 of them, and it felt like something out of like Kill Bill, like the crazy 88s or something. I don't know what was mm-hmm. going on. Uh, me and Lloyd are calling them the machines from the 80s, <laughs> like giant machine. Uh, so I don't know. I, I didn't really explain it. I don't, the guys who were doing commentary were confused. So maybe that's a good thing because we were all not <laughs> understanding what was happening. So it kind of gave some more... Uh, intrigue to it. I'm like, the commentators don't know, we don't know, nobody's telling us anything. Now I need to find out who these dudes are. So that's, if that's what they're trying to do, it worked. <laughs> we were joking that, uh, we were joking that, uh, when we were there because, I don't know, in one of the Oceans movies, I want to think it's Oceans 12, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but um, right. when they do, when they pull the heist, they said that the MGM Grand are in a fight and the lights go out. So now all the lights going out, I mean, everybody freaked uh, out because yeah. no one was expecting it and then they came back on and all of us were like, oh, I think Danny Ocean just robbed the MGM again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> man, that was such an awesome show to see on TV. And the fact that you yeah. got to go there had to be even better, man. The actual broadcast. I want to see what it looked like. I heard it looked awesome. Yeah, you, you got to hear JR. I mean, like I was saying to Lloyd mm-hmm. earlier, that uh, when he is doing the commentary, it just adds that legitimacy, that authenticity to it. It just makes it official. And it was a really mm-hmm. big deal to hear his voice on there. <laughs> and I think that Kenny Omega, remember that, what I put yesterday in the blog, the. Uh, the J, the South Park Jr. with uh, oh my God, you killed Cody. I think Kenny Omega. That should be a jersey, uh, t-shirt for him, you know. <laughs> it's got to be a meme I, too by now, I would imagine. But yeah, yeah. yeah. If not, we're gonna we're gonna make it one because that was hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they're more than t-shirts now. It's an official wrestling brand, and uh, they're here to stay. It looks like I don't see this thing going away anytime I don't soon. Think so. All the detractors, if there were any, I don't know if there were any detractors, but uh, they're not out. They're, they're they don't have anything to say about this. It's going to be interesting huh, to see if uh, if WWE, like, I mean, they won't di- directly address it, but I wonder if it'll be, you know, some kind of jab at them at, on Raw or something like that this week, you know? If I wonder. You, yeah, if you see the booking being a little bit different, if you see them leaning mm-hmm. towards talented guys like maybe Ali or Finn Balor, Ricochet, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, you know, keep pushing, you know, Brock down our throat. Maybe maybe yeah. that'll be the tweak, and if that's the case, I'm, I'm all mm-hmm. in to steal, exactly. steal a phrase exactly. from them. I'm all in. <laughs> exactly. Because then we got something uh-huh. to really watch. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that's, that's going to help. It's only going to help, uh, you know, the WWE. I think it's going to help force them to, to, you know, give us more of what we want, you know. We're not happy. Well, they claim you know? they're and listening not, to And the now fans. we have an option, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, not Tuesday night we have an option. Well, it's in October, but, I mean, that's going to rival SmackDown directly. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. Or they might just ignore it and just be like, we just do our thing and we don't care. And they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing forever because they've been in business for so long and they don't care, which is possible, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But we want to see it half full, Mark. Come on. Don't yeah. Be oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Man, big uh-huh. up again, dude, for uh, giving me uh, some time on the, the podcast here. You and Lloyd, both uh, of you guys, you, you're introducing me to this independent scene and uh, I went from not watching wrestling for like 15 years to like now I'm watching everything. So <laughs> big, big up to you I, I guys. know, man. You watch more than I do now. I mean, you know. Yeah, but, uh... Shimmer and Rise. And, you know, <laughs> next thing I know, I'm going to be 
calling you about some, you know, high school gym down the street where, you know, there's <laughs> some guy that <laughs> it's going to be the next superstar. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, how, how awesome was it to see the girls from uh, from Shimmer and, uh, and Rise there, too? I yeah, ACW. Britt Baker and um, Kylie Ray, And we, you know, we got to see them, like you said. And, uh, yeah, and of course, AEW came in after the end yeah. of that match of Kylie Ray when she beat Mercedes for the belt. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then lost it <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Zoe. Yeah, so, yeah. Brandy and them all came out, and it was mm-hmm. it, it was something. So that was like the the prelude to like, hey, in case you forgot, mm-hmm. AEW's coming. Get ready. Yeah, and you know she's gonna be a part yeah. of this. And yeah, she was That's great. Like, that was yeah, that was awesome. I thought it was. I mean, yeah, it was just really good. You know, and I mean, look at us. I mean, we're talking about it. I mean, when's the last time we've actually talked about? You know, I mean, you've come over to my house. We watch pay per views. And you're just like, eh, all right, well, that was cool. I'll see you later, you know? Yeah. And we don't talk about it anymore. But, I mean, we're still talking about it today, you know, a day later. You know, like, wow, you know? And we'll probably be talking about it, like, all week. Usually <laughs> with know, WWE, you know, I'm, the next mm-hmm. day I'm trying to find out, did I hate it like I think I did? Let me see if other people hated it. You know, like, that's usually what I'm doing, where now I'm like, uh, I just, I want to tell everybody, did you watch it? Did you watch it? Dude, dude how great was that? How great was that? <laughs> yeah, and all the reviews that I've sent me on Twitter, you know, I was on Twitter, I was reading articles online. Um, at the airport today, you know, and I was on a Reddit feed for AEW. I mean, everybody loved it. You know, I, I didn't see any any negative uh, um, comments in regards to it at all. I mean, everybody at the the wrestling fan is happy. You know, and and it's a good thing. This is a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's good for wrestling. Like I said before, give me more of it. I'm not trying to do a Ryback thing, but feed me more. Bring me, give me, give me, <laughs> give me more wrestling. As long as it's quality, I'll keep, I'll keep bringing my plate up and put more on it. You know, keep dishing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready. You know, keep, keep mm-hmm. it coming, keep it coming, because it's been good. It, what last night mm-hmm. was good, and if that's what, if that's what I'm gonna see more of, then I want more mm-hmm. of it. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. For the first pay per view, that was amazing. You know, I thought so. You know, and then, and I saw All In. I don't know if you ever, if you saw the first one, All In. I mean, that was. Uh, that was awesome. I saw highlights, but I've never actually sat and watched it from start to finish. I just saw yeah. like the condensed version. But I think now I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, I need to watch all in. And, and oh yeah, really you know, get I, I have full. it on. Uh, I have the whole thing too. Oh so okay. You, you can check it out. Yeah, dude, you gotta watch it, dude. It's. I mean, I, I, I you said people that I didn't know or care about, and I was just like, well, I mean, even the dude that plays Arrow was wrestling that night. And he did an That's awesome. That's right. That was one of the. That was an awesome match. You know him, him and Christopher Daniels. That was amazing. Right, <laughs> using ladders and jumping. All I did not expect that from him. <laughs> now I remember last year was they were in town for that, and I was in mm-hmm. Atlanta watching a Cubs game, and I remember sitting in a hotel mm-hmm. room watching a, like a condensed highlight version. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm missing this, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> you know that trip was planned well in advance, and I had I just mm-hmm. didn't put two and two together, realizing that that was going on. <laughs> uh huh. But see, Mark, come on, man. Yeah. Stop living your life, dude. <laughs> Stop living your best life, man. Oh well, it's all going to change when the baby comes in in July. So, it's... <laughs> so you got to make sure you just make that, uh, you know, that uh, make that time for uh, for when AEW comes back here. Yeah, you got that right. Me and Lloyd are already talking about it. So now that you're on board and maybe Chewy, your brother, coming through, we'll mm-hmm. we'll go check out uh, go check it out at the Sears Center here in. Uh, I don't know what suburbs that not Hoffman Estates. I don't know what suburb that is. It's, it's not, uh, I think it's pop, like near Poplar Creek over there. Okay. So that's what the name of it is out, out there though. Yeah, but it's always out there. It's freaking far. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's Chicago, but not really. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> none of these things are really actually in Chicago. So <laughs> No, they're not. Yeah, it's not. It's actually it's pretty far from Chicago actually. Right. You know, it's like what is it? Like a good forty minutes. 45 I think I minutes. live closer than you guys do. 
I think I'm the mm-hmm. one that's for once. I'm the and, one that's and, not far away. And I think it's still far for you. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. <laughs> no doubt, man. But uh, big up, Mario. Appreciate you uh, coming on the uh, podcast dude. and uh, talking about what you saw live and in person. Like I said, me and Lloyd uh, are living through you. <laughs> no, dude. Thank you. Thanks for having me, dude. You know, I'm just I'm just some guy that went to double or nothing, dude. That's it. But it's awesome. I'm glad to share. You know, talk a little bit about it. It was. It was really cool, and it was good to see that, you know, the the wrestling fan being happy and, you know, everybody's so into it. And, and it, it's a good – I think it's a good time for wrestling right now, you know? Man, it is it is good to be a wrestling fan, no doubt about it. That's mm-hmm. No true words have been said. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Big up, Mario. Appreciate it, dude. I'll talk to you, dude. All right. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Je- Thanks Mark. You got it, man. <laughs> Time for you to leave, asshole. All right, before we get out of here, I wanted to point out one thing I saw last week. Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing a benefit of some sort in South Africa. And I don't know if you guys have seen the video. You can look it up on YouTube. Just put on Arnold Dropkick. You'll find it. And uh, he's standing there. He's taking a selfie or a Snapchat or something. And some kid just out of nowhere just dropkicks Arnold right in the back. Arnold did not sell it whatsoever. He stood there. He didn't move. And uh, I kept laughing because, not that I want Arnold to get hurt. I mean, I'm a big Arnold fan, but I kept thinking of stuff he should have said at that moment. That was a perfect time for him to say something. Come on, kick me now. I'm right here. Do it. Kick me. Come on. Do it. I don't get down. Come here. So I, <laughs> I'm just an Arnold dork. So I like seeing uh, Arnold just getting kicked in the back and not even flinching hardly at all. He just turned around like, who is interrupting my Snapchat? You idiots, get down. So anyway, big up to Arnold for being a strong dude and taking that dropkick like a man and not falling down. But at the same time, he could have sold it. He could have you know, been more of a, like, ah, my back. I'll get out of here. I'm going to pick you up and powerbomb you through this table. Rip out your spine. Ah, you are not AJ Styles, you idiot. So anyway, that's just my excuse to do some really bad Arnold impressions. Um, also, uh, May 25th, anniversary of the release of A New Hope, Star Wars, in 1977. I was two years old. Apparently, my parents told me I was at the theater as a kid at, and also for Empire Strikes Back. I do not remember any of those movies because only two years old and New Hope came out. I do remember Return of the Jedi in 83. I was in school all day just anticipating, staring at the clock, waiting for it, and I could not wait to go see that movie. So Return of the Jedi is my first movie that I recall seeing right when it was released, but uh, A New Hope, Star Wars, that movie uh, changed a lot of our lives. It's a big, big time movie for me, and uh, I can't do this podcast at least recognizing that the anniversary of the release of that movie was just a couple days ago. All right, that's it. Infinite Banter is finished. This is a very long episode, so if you listen to the whole thing, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Shout out to my guy, Lloyd Landicho and Mario Bernal for coming on here and just breaking down AEW Double or Nothing with me. Really enjoy talking about it. It was a great show, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Don't forget to get that Confucius album on iTunes and Apple Music, King and the Pope, DJ Real One's album, Lost Gems. You can find that on djrealone.bandcamp.com. been playing those songs throughout the last couple episodes, so definitely support those guys and check them out. And also, Tonio TV. Tonio himself was his birthday on Sunday the 26th. So big up to everybody for listening. I'll see you guys next time, and I'm out. 